When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. PHNX Cardinals podcast here on a Monday, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable with the returning Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. And, I mean, what, two and a half, two weeks away roughly from the start of training camp in Tempe. Bo Brock, you'll be there. And uh, I, I would imagine we've got our sights set on a number of topics and, and discussion points for this Cardinal offense in particular. And, I mean, it's in the show title, one of which is – the soon-to-be third-year man out of Purdue, Rondell Moore, and where does he figure in this Drew Petzing offense and with the Cardinals in general, Bo? Yeah, it's kind of a question mark no matter who the coaching staff, no matter who the front office is because obviously you see the potential in Rondell Moore. You feel like, can you even ask the question, can this coaching staff unlock Rondell Moore? But the biggest question surrounding Moore is his availability, right? His status, game day. Is he going to be on the playing field? Because when he is... He can make an impact, but the biggest issue is he's injured all the time. So yeah. we'll obviously get into that. You know, there was a lot of questions we threw Rondell's way during a Super Bowl radio row. We talked to him about his, you know, it, a couple surgeries, procedures that he had during the offseason to clean up a couple issues had during last season. And then we, we talked to him, uh, you know, after Jonathan Gannon was hired and Gannon emphasizing, you know, the training staff and keeping players healthy because that's such a large part of the equation that previous regime kind of missed out on. Yeah, 100%. Love these comments already. Keep them coming in the chat. Fishbowl Flash ready to start the week off with PHNX Cardinals. Who wouldn't want to start the week off that way? Thank you so much, Fishbowl. Chase, happy Monday, guys. Let's have a great show today. Ben Cork, I'm assuming this is about K1 or maybe Rondell. I watched some old K1 highlights, and he's too good to be looking to move off of. We're going to talk about mm. Kyler Murray and the maybe an NFL analyst's stance on who uh, the Cardinals might have an insight on, on who they would prefer. Ben, again, Moore's sideline catch is an all-time catch. Uh, it was great. There's just not enough great with Rondell Moore. And I think the Vikings game was that yeah. the, not the touchdown, but the, the, the toe tap he had, is that what we're talking he, about there? He had one against the Niners too, as a rookie. Remember yeah. that one against the sideline. It was just fantastic. It was at that game. Cardinals beat Trey Lance and company and, and remained undefeated. Moore was a big part of that. I, you know, I asked Howard Balzer this on Friday at Bet MGM, Bo, you know, who he expected to be a breakout player, based on training camp. Like there's always that one fixture during training camp. This guy pops, this guy looks good. This guy's ready for the next step, not only at Cardinal training camp, but throughout the 32 NFL teams. And I mean, two years ago, Bo, that was Rondell Moore. Go look up the, the press clippings and the headlines from the summer of 2021. There was this little speedster second round pick out of Purdue. And everybody's like, that's the guy he's going to be a stud. Just wait. And you see Rondell Moore. I mean, frankly, a lot of what we've been saying about Michael Wilson and then we fast forwarded to the season and he got banged up and it only got compounded worse in my opinion. And I know this is, if you're a big Rondell Moore supporter, you're going to point to his usage above everything else and say he was held back. And while Rondell Moore, his stature, right? His style of play is not my cup of tea per se. And certainly the amount of time he spends not on the field, I will never argue that I think he has been grossly like a certain inside linebacker safety mismanaged by the coaching staff. I'll, 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 I'll be in Rondell Moore's corner a hundred percent because Bo, all you have to do is 
watch the games with your eyes and just think to yourself, what player could succeed with that kind yeah. of usage? Well, it's tough. I mean, his rookie season, I mean, he's kind of taken as a luxury pick in the second round, right? I mean, you've got yeah. DeAndre Hopkins, you sign the veteran AJ Green, the team had high expectations. And I think that he answered most of those with 800 plus yards and three touchdowns coming over from Cincinnati. And you had Christian Kirk on the roster, who was your primary slot receiver. So they had to kind of get, uh, I guess crafty in the way that they were going to incorporate more into the offense and, and their style. And in Cliff Kingsbury, we know that he's not exactly original. He's not innovative. We've heard that a couple of times recently when we talked to uh, John Costco from pro football focus. So to task him with like, Hey, you've got your primary three wide receivers. What are you going to do with this new weapon you gave him in, in Rondell Moore? And what does he do? He, he tries to get him going east and west. He's getting the ball behind the line of scrimmage. He's putting him in harm's way. He's a guy that has hamstring, groin, calf injuries to where he's going to have to make cuts when he just gets the ball immediately in his hands. It doesn't seem like it's a, it's a good way to utilize your 5-7 wide receiver. So right, out of the gates, you know, I know you got to find a way to use him, but to just use him wrong is using him wrong is using him wrong is using him wrong. So and then the next season, I think it just took too long for them to really find out. And also the injury thing kicked in early, like before week one, when we're excited about Rondell Moore, you know, I talking about him leading up to the to the season. What's he do? He pulls a hamstring and this big breakout sophomore campaign is already fallen by the wayside. Yeah, Jack Smith in the chat. I think a lot of people echo this, Bo. He's only 5'7". He's not a good match with K1. You and I have made that argument. I also just think, and this is... I, again, this is outside of Rondell Moore's control, but I just, time was so inundated with kind of becoming the first next this, right? Because right. Isaiah Simmons in 2020, first rounder, there's nothing like him. He's a unicorn. You look at Rondell Moore, like what's his pro comp? We asked a lot of people that at the time of his drafting. It's like, what, what, what do you do with him? Well, he'll be the first this, a 5'7", undersized receiver, but he's fast. He can break tackles. You can do everything with him. Well, you, you really can't. Not right now. Not that he's not healthy. I mean, like we were grasping after that draft, Bo, and it was like, he's got to become Steve Smith Sr., right? He's got to become that kind of player. It's like, okay, well, if he's not Steve Smith, who is he? And I think we've kind of gotten an idea. He's a guy in the NFL that's going to miss some games. He's going to make right. a play or two. But inevitably right now, his stature has limited his abilities to make plays. And, and here are his first two stats or first two years in a microcosm. We've got this graphic made by uh, producer Sean does a fantastic job for us. Um, I mean, very similar, Bo. I mean, he's missed time in each of his first two years, missed a bunch of time last year. I know he came on at the end of 2022. but I mean, not I like a lot. The notes. I like the notes at the bottom. This <laughs> yeah. is the thing that stings the most. But yeah, good yeah. carry on. <laughs> no, I mean, just not a lot of, oh, yeah, I can see this, but this. I mean, that first year, it was the lowest yards per catch of any player in like modern NFL history with so many targets at, at wide receiver. And it was, it was a joke. His usage year one was a joke. It got a little bit better last year, but then he couldn't stay healthy. I mean, you're, you're essentially getting about 900 yards and two touchdowns in two years with ample opportunities. We're going to talk about opportunities here in a second, but you look at these numbers, Bo, is it misleading or is this pretty cut and dry in your opinion? My opinion. I mean, it's, it's can't stay healthy. That's, that's the biggest issue. I mean, when you, for, I, I thought that he was able to put up decent numbers his rookie year, despite, you know, his usage. And as he said, like where he was getting the ball, like his average yeah. uh, reception and where it was, as far as the, the down and yardage, it was, it was brutal. It, it was, it was really bad. And, and then like when you talk, you bring up the big catch, he had 70 plus yards against the Vikings and the big awesome. toe tapping sideline catch that he has. And it's all downfield and you see these spurts and it's right there for the coaching staff and the offensive player caller uh, in, in Cliff Kingsbury to notice and then not to utilize him that way until, you know, before he gets injured in the second season, it's, it's, it's really, it, it takes you down as a, as a, as a fan. So, yeah. Um, but I, I I think I'll maintain this with a new coaching staff uh, and Drew Petzing now calling the plays. I, I think that Rondell Moore has the ability to open some eyes. Like he really does. Okay. His athletic ability, it stands out despite his small stature. Like he's a guy that goes out there and makes plays and it's undeniable. And if he, like the big thing, right? The Can he stay healthy? If he stays healthy, he's going to have a role on this team. Yeah. 
I agree with you. Clean slate, right? Everybody's got a clean slate. Here's what Rondell Moore does not have, though. He does not have the parachute or the luxury of being drafted and and molded by the prior regime uh, that's still in-house, right? Those people are gone. The people that hand-selected him, Cliff Kingsbury played a part in that. Certainly, that was Steve Kimes' draft pick. That's That Teflon of being able to have roster stability and playing time stability is gone. It, it got him snaps, meaningful snaps over guys like Greg Dorch last year, which bothered me, right? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have, Greg Dorch, after the start he had to the season, should not have been shown the sideline, you know, October, November. He just shouldn't. And I know Rondell had a couple nice games at the end of the right. year. Greg Dorch should have been able to build off of that. And he wasn't. And that's an indictment on Cliff Kingsbury and, and Steve Kime. That's gone now. So while everybody's at a clean slate, Bo Brock, it, it does feel like one slip up here, you're in the trading room. You're you're at the bottom of the depth chart. You, this this if they've shown you anything with their moves this offseason, this new regime has no alliance to anybody that was not acquired this spring, and that right. includes Rondell Moore. It doesn't matter you were a second round pick or a seventh round pick or a first round pick or whomever. So I I do think the question should be like, is this a make or break season for Rondell Moore in Arizona for his future? Because uh, again, like he doesn't make a ton of money, but just mm-hmm. opportunities are going to be limited. This is an offense now that wants to go bigger and more physical. So if you don't emulate those those entities, you you better stand out in other ways. What does Greg Dortch right. do? Yak can consistently separates, says everything you want, plays special teams, returns kickoffs. Okay, I I got six places I can I can put Greg Dortch, Rondell Moore. If you can't if you can't play this one position at a high level, and we can't count on you to stay healthy. I just I can't count on you to be on this team. It's a it's a wasted roster spot at the end of the day. Yeah, the the luxury of that was there before. Like your job's safe for you until you come back from injury. I, I don't think that lo- it doesn't exist no. any longer. I, I think that uh, this coaching staff, this training staff, this front office, like the expectation, and as brutal as it might be in such a violent game, is for you to be available and you know to put your body in the correct position. And they're going to understand, you know, if injuries happen, but. At the same token, like they're going to be looking for the next man up and they're going to embrace somebody, you know, taking on that challenge and thriving in it. And, you know, when when you've got a guy like Greg Dorch was last year, when you're looking at just standard statistics, right? Uh, and, and then you're looking at advanced metrics and he's thriving in both of them. Like his yeah. ability to get open, wasn't it tops in the NFL? It was like top, it was like top, top three. And then he, he was just a placeholder for Rondell Moore because – Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kyan were sitting there making the decisions and say, Hey, we, this was our guy. And he was, we, 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 we took him in the second round. He's, he's, he's up there in the wide receiver hierarchy because we invested so much in him. And Greg Dorch is a good story, but you know, our wagon is hitched to the success of Rondell Moore and we're going to, we're going to ride with him. And, and I think that, that took uh, too much. I think that was brutal for what the team was trying to accomplish in in the absence of D Hop in the first six games, and in the absence of Hollywood Brown. Beyond that, it's just it set a bad tone. And uh, you know, I, I don't think like all of this we're talking about. I don't think that Rondell Moore is guilty of anything. Like I, I think the only thing he's guilty of, and, and it's something it's without his you know, in the grasp of his control, is, is staying healthy. I, I mean. Yeah. He he didn't do any. He didn't ask the Cardinals to draft him second in the second round. He didn't. He's not going to go there, you know, cinematic style and Rudy and put his jersey on Cliff Kingsbury's desk and say, "Start Greg Dorch in front of me until I can show to stay healthy." Right. I mean, that's that's not going to happen. So it, it's it's not his decision to make. But if he's asked to go out there and start again, even though he's coming off a hamstring injury and, and you know a groin injury comes down the pike in a couple of weeks, you know, it's unfortunate. But I think. You know, from hearing from him this offseason, I mean, what are you going to say? Like, what do you want? What right. What do you want to hear from, from did he Mondale feel, Moore? Did he feel a little bit defeated? And not in terms of, like, his ability to succeed. But even when we were talking to him in late January, yeah, it was kind of just like, I just, there's nothing really he can say or I can say, I'm paraphrasing, that is going to prove anything until he's out on the field and performing. He, because he's kind of he's kind of Michael Wilson esque, right? Yeah, I mean, he, Michael Wilson. What's he been a- asked his entire road to the NFL so far, right? Like, can you stay you healthy? Know, you know, how how did you? You know, your third round pick. You know, you're popping in 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 um, mini camp. You know, but are are you like appreciative of this? And and what you know, what do you think you could have happened if you stayed healthy? And all these questions about his health, right? And Rondell yeah. Moore went through that coming out of Purdue. Like he was injured back in college. He didn't have a healthy season since 2018. So 
Uh, I think Rondell Moore at this point, when we talked to him on Radio Road downtown Phoenix, and then when I talked to him again at a press conference, you know, in April or May, it was just like, I, I think he's even like, I'm, We'll see. You know, it's a different training staff, different style. They're approaching it differently. But, you know, I've been dealing with this, you know, from the Purdue training staff to last year's, the, the previous training staff to this one. It's, you know, I'm sure he's skeptical until he, he just as we are, when until he stays healthy for a long, consistent amount of time. Yeah, Victor in the chat, uh, I want to address this. So if he's injured, do you think he gets outright cut or do you think they'll try and get him, get something via trade or try to get something for him? I mean, if he, if he if he's on this current path that he's on right now, he's not. And this is going to sound harsh. He's not worth anything because if the right. Cardinals, who need playmakers and and weapons and speed, no matter the size of the ability, like if he doesn't work in Arizona, and a lot of people are projecting Arizona roster not be very good, then who who who's going to trade for him? I, right. I I certainly think that if it doesn't work out in Arizona, he'll get other opportunities. Andy Isabella was on an active roster last year and bounced around. You know. <laughs> Happened with, you know, our guy, you know, Benjamin, who was cut in November. Guys, he's got opportunities. Yeah, he, he knows our guy. Um, he's my guy. Um, so it, his, his career is not over. But I, I think, you I mean, value is in the eye of the beholder. And you've got you've got to be able to behold something. There's nothing to behold with Rondell Moore other than an inability to stay healthy. I mean, we just speculated all offseason that, you know, you could get a draft pick or several for mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins. And, and that didn't come to fruition. And, and while Rondell Moore's not you know, making a bunch of money. It just the, a team is not going to trade. I don't think a pick for Rondell more if this continues. Now, if he, if he, let's say he has like seven, 800 yards this year and really looks like he's coming on. Well, at that point you probably don't trade him. You got a year left in his, in his contract. You see if it can come to fruition. I just, it just feels like to me with the kind of ball that they want to play. Yeah. I think his options are going to be limited. I could be wrong, but I feel like they're going to, they're going to lean more into the guys who can, who can play, make plays and stay healthy on the field like a Greg Dorch and the bigger players like Michael Wilson, Hollywood Browns making more money. He's a couple inches taller. He's more proven. I, he, I hope Rondell Moore proves proves me and everybody else wrong, but it, it does feel like right now it's I put it in the show title. He's an afterthought. He's an absolute afterthought to where everybody and their mom last year breakout player. Watch out for him. And to your point, Bo, we were drinking the Kool-Aid. And then it just, mm-hmm. that injury right before the season opener just set the tone for the whole year. And and not only that, what it does is, and I'll get off my soapbox after this, but what it does <laughs> is his skill set is so unique that when you game plan, when you put him in a game plan over the course of five days in preparation for Sunday, and then it abruptly goes up in flames. Like there's not another Rondell Moore that you can just put in and say, okay, do that, right? So inevitably, Unless you're getting production and most importantly assurance that he's going to be healthy on Sundays, it just torpedoes your opportunities. It torpedoes yeah. what you want to do, especially under Kingsbury, because he had his little kind of devilish mindset of I'm going to do this, this, and this with Rondell Moore. And then that went up in a flash because he wasn't available. And then we got more of the ineptitude that was the offense under Cliff. Yeah. When you look at what his usage could potentially be, I, I think, you know. Michael Wilson said this much, and he's a rookie, so take this with a grain of salt, but he learned basically every route on the route tree, right? Mm-hmm. He was playing Z, he was playing X, he was playing F. He, he was doing a lot of what you know, I, I think probably guys like Rondell Moore, guys like Greg Dorch, guys like Zach Pascal, they're probably asked a similar thing to where if the opportunity arises, you know, that these guys are primed and ready to go to where, you know, last year it was like Rondell Moore is going to be our slot receiver and, and that's what he's going to thrive as. And yeah. then like when hamstring pulls on the practice field, you know, leading up to the chiefs game, they just go, Oh shit. Well, what do we do now? <laughs> I don't think that that's going to be the case with this because there, there's such an emphasis on keeping the defense on its toes and the defense, not knowing exactly what's coming to them from the offense and creating such conflict. Like, who's going to be lined up at, at what wide receiver positions? There's going to be trends, right? There's going to be trends yeah. where Hollywood's going to be the X or he's going to be the Z and Michael Wilson's going to primarily run this route and Rondell Moore's probably going to be your slot. But, you know, they're going to try to create unique looks that's going to keep that defense on the t- on their toes so they don't know what's coming at them. And, you know, it, Rondell Moore is going to be a part of that equation, but he like last year it's not he's not going to be a primary focus from an offensive play calling standpoint. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, again, I feel like I'm knocking this guy. He's only 23 years old. I mean, he's young. He's got a lot of mileage on his body, though. We've we've said this time and time again. He hasn't been healthy since 2018. 
his freshman year at Purdue. Remember when he was drafted? They kept showing highlights from his, his freshman yeah. year. He beat Ohio State by himself that day. It was like, that's awesome. That was years and years ago, right? And it, it, he hasn't been able to sustain it. And the competition is only, you know, 10 times better in the NFL, if not more so. How is how is he going to be expected to then carry it through? I mean, it was one of the biggest questions I had about Michael Wilson when they drafted him, but mm-hmm. you do more of a deep dive into Michael Wilson and it was less soft tissue and right. more like freak injury, broken, you know, clavicle, that kind of thing. But we're like, Probably what if broken. he breaks a finger in camp? And it's like, I mean, this same conversation, we're having the same conversation about, you know, Michael Wilson. Luckily, it's a late third round pick, not a second round pick. Right. And can we bring that graphic back up, producer Jacob? Because we didn't get down to the the bottom of this. We we broke down his first and second year uh, stats where they're they're very similar, right? 54 catches, 41 catches, 435 yardage, 414 yards per catch went up by almost two yards last year from eight to 10. And then oh, wow. one single touchdown. But then there's the old notable players drafted after more. And it's Pat Fryermuth, who's on the top, you know, all t- under 25 team, Nick Bolton, who's also on that team. And so it was, you know, all world center for the Kansas City Chiefs, Creed Humphreys, that this fan base was pounding the table for. It just made all the sense in the world. What? Wasn't he a Oklahoma product? Just coming oh, yeah. back up with uh, Kyler Murray just seems like it's it was destined to happen and no they decide to uh pivot and they take the undersized oft injured wide receiver out of purdue rondell moore i just it just again it's just time <laughs> poor guy just could not help himself i don't or help feel bad for him April. just make poor the fan easy base. pick just take it just take that's the, why look at what he center. did take look him. at what the Look what the Cardinals did this year and why it's so refreshing <laughs> and why we continue to slobber over Monty Austin Ford. Austin Ford hasn't proven a damn thing, but what did he do? Blue chip, left tackle from Ohio State, edge rusher, big physical kid out of the SEC, LSU. It's just like Kimes, like tweener, undersized. Yeah. I, I like Purdue, the university. It's Charlie right? Day. It's, it's Wild card, come, baby. Wild card. He's in the draft room. Wild card, baby. And he's like, oh, we're going to get the center out of Oklahoma. Let's do it. Let's put in the card. Let's make it happen. He's like, nah, check what you got. What I got up up my sleeve here, taking the wide receiver out of Purdue that people haven't heard of since 2018. Steve, Stevie, baby, it's it's 2021. He hasn't been productive since 2018. It's like Steve, that draft when he was remote because of the pandemic and he's doing his draft on a a Tupperware in his kitchen (laughs) on his laptop and he's just... He's just fiends, fiending over YouTube clips of these guys, but it uh. doesn't make a great football player. I just, it's frustrating. And I'm, I, again, you, you made a great point. It's not Rondell Moore's fault that right. Steve Kime took him there, but we, it's a question we have to ask now. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, this isn't Monty Osifor or Jonathan Gannon's problem. I, I know definitively, like Michael Bidwell did not draft, did not hire these people to say, we'll make my prior. Right. groceries work even though most of them are expired right just go get your own groceries and whatever you can salvage let's put it in the stew but if not it might might have to go in the dumpster might have to be sent off to somebody else to, to recompost i don't know not a great analogy but i i hope they can make it work i'll tell you right now that's though, a nightmare I, that's a nightmare stew. what you mean I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even want to begin to think of what it smells like what it tastes like it's a nightmare it's real bad um i'm gonna tell you right now though i have more I have more confidence that that Rondell Moore is going to work this year than Isaiah Simmons because I think Rondell Moore is going to be given more opportunities because of the receiving core. Because I mean, Michael Wilson's a rookie. I we all want to anoint him. I do too. He he's not played in the NFL, right? Hollywood Brown was injured last year. He's going to be the number one receiver, and then it's just like okay, go out there and make plays. The secondary right now, and Buddha Baker and Jalen Thompson play safety. Isaiah, you're you're not starting over those two guys, presumably. Because your wife's playing inside backer, I, I don't know. I, I, I meant to say Tupperware. I sometimes I say Tupperware. Whatever, we're having a good time. <laughs> um, on on a Monday here at PHNX Cardinals, great to have Bo back. We missed you, Bo, at the BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium on Friday night. Howard Balzer and I holding it down, but there are going to be many more opportunities to hang out at BetMGM because every single football Sunday this fall, myself, Bo Brock, the entire PHNX Cardinals crew, we're going to be hanging out at the Sportsbook among Sportsbooks, BetMGM at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. I mean, it's just like I can reach out and touch the stadium. I could reach out and give Rondell Moore a high five when he when he takes the field after a lengthy 
visit with the trainer and we're all having a good time there. It's it's a great time. With all seriousness, if you haven't signed up yet with the BetMGM Sportsbook app, what are you doing? This is the stuff that golfers dream are made of. You and three guests could be teeing off at one of the most legendary courses if you rank the top in the top of our PGA three ball challenge. What is that? We'll take a swing at this free to play challenge by revealing your roster of golfers for each week's tournament. Robust golf season is here with the PGA and you can make money with BetMGM. The best players with the best performing golfers will snag awesome weekly prizes and also be entered for a shot to win the end of the season grand prize, a foursome at TPS Sawgrass. Plus you get three grand in withdrawable bonus dollars. You can use it on travel, accommodations, food, beverage, whatever you want. But we want you to dabble and play with the king of sports books. Log in and and wager with BetMGM uh, and your account during the entry period within the promotional t- timeline. So you got to check out the terms and conditions. But it's simple. Go to the promotions tab on your BetMGM sports account to access 2023 BetMGM three ball challenge. You get three spins to lock in your roster, but you only get to do that once. You get one turn at three spins. If you haven't signed up yet with BetMGM, what are you waiting for? Use that bonus code PHNX. Now there's a few offers depending on where you live, but for our folks in Arizona, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 in bonus bets back. If it loses with BetMGM, you're a winner. Again, make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. There's the Home Run Derby tonight. You can get some great odds on that event. Plus, you got the All-Star Game tomorrow. Great place to go watch that game. Take it in. Of course, Four Peaks. We love Four Peaks. You love Four Peaks. You know about it because it's been in our great state of Arizona since, what, over 25 years. It's been going strong since the Diamondbacks in 1998. It's uh, woven within the fabric of our great state. Go check them out. Go check out all those great sporting events on their TVs. Great. Their great menu from their appetizers to their entrees to the desserts. You can take some home if you don't finish your whole meal. Put it in some Tupperware. Keep it for safekeeping until the next day. Have it for leftovers. And, of course, get some of that tasty beer that they brew on location. The Wow Wheat, it's phenomenal. The Kilt Lifter, uh, you can't go wrong. They've got that Staycation IPA. It's super juiced for you IPA fiends out there. They're going to have something for you. Plus, they've got the the barrel age selection, which is so smooth. Got to try it out for yourself over at the H Street location in Tempe. But, of course, follow them online on your social medias as well, at Four Peaks Pub, at Four Peaks Brew. Check out their event calendar as well. They always got something going on. Uh, Four Peaks. Got to be 21 years older to enjoy the beer. And, of course, we ask that you do it responsibly. Uh, I'm responsible uh, because I, you know, declare my affinity for Kyler Murray as as should everybody because he's done great things for this franchise yet we are reaching a pinnacle a boiling point with the 2023 season but we teased it last week k1 he's ramping up Our? Kyle Odegaard front of the program said <laughs> yeah. Kyle's itching to get back right and yeah. Heather is itching to get back uh, and we know that we feel like that that's that's something that's been coming ahead for a while yet Gannon and company are gonna they're gonna pump the brakes and they're just gonna see how training camp goes they're not in a hurry to rush k1 back and then of course the elephant the the 400 pound elephant in the room is well what do the cardinals do if they're bad what happens Mm -hmm. if they start over what happens to a certain quarterback out in southern california and um you know funny we should bring this up greg cosell uh, esteemed nfl analyst uh statistician uh, whatever you want to call him was with um the ross tucker podcast and had this to say bo on k1 versus caleb williams in the desert yeah, and I think Kyler Murray's a talented kid, obviously. He, he throws the ball exceptionally well. Um, obviously, he can make special plays with his legs. Uh, you know, I, again, there's so much going on with Kyler Murray that we don't know about that you hear, and those are things that it's just unless you're there, you don't know. But he is a talented quarterback. Um, he's had good moments in this league. Um, you know, I, I think that if they had a chance to draft Caleb Williams, they probably would. Don't forget you have a brand new coaching staff that's coming in now um, and they'll make their own evaluations of players. 
not much to what Cosell said. I mean, his evaluation of Kyler Murray is like, I think he's good. So it's, it's like when when your when your parents are talking about kids in your like your friend group, and he's like, hey, he's a good kid. I think <laughs> from what I've heard, he's a good kid. He's a good egg. I, I don't I mean, know what goes on in that house. I, I think I, I I respect Cosell. I think he does a really good job of breaking down X's and O's. He's phenomenal during the season and breaking down plays and really taking you inside the huddle and and showing you how things materialize and. Uh, as far as his evaluations of, of draft picks and players post draft and, and how they accumulate to the NFL, uh, he's a guy that I, I think, and, and, and you know, somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember Cosell saying maybe in year three of Kyler, he didn't see too much of a difference between year three Kyler, and right. this is when Kyler was solid in his rookie year. And I, I completely disagree with that. And like, I just, I'll take with a grain of salt his evaluation of, of Murray. I think that with the conversation about Caleb Williams versus Kyler Murray is like Kyler Murray has obviously a ton to prove. And if Kyler Murray can kind of remove any doubt that's been created over the last year and a half, he'll do himself a huge service if if he wants to stay in the desert uh, and continue to like play out this contract. Like if he goes out and he returns to prominence and he returns to the player that we saw pre-injury or even before that because he was struggling under Cliff Kingsbury's offense in 2022, you know, I, I think that it makes the Cardinals job easier, but I also think that that's going to also translate to games that they win. So like, is it the Texans pick? This conversation all becomes moot if the Arizona Cardinals don't have the number one pick, whether it's their pick or the Texans pick. But since it's, they have two lottery tickets for that, you know, they're going to be in that conversation and I, I can't, I can't say like it's, it's this conversation should be so much an indictment on Kyler Murray as it should be a kind of a testament to the type of prospect that Caleb Williams is. I think it's both. And I think it's uh, frankly uneducated media members that go through their Arizona Cardinal Kyler Murray checklist of yeah. <laughs> Kyler's got stuff going on right? Yeah, and the team's bad. And who's the quarterback? Oh, they they do have these picks. So let's let's check yeah. those boxes. Let's connect those. All star games here. going on. Is baseball still a thing with him? Yeah. Let's get it. Let's yeah for sure. Oh, he's he's overpaid, right? The contract's not going well. It's all those and above, right? And he's, he's not healthy, right? They could pivot off of him. It's Kyler I, Bingo. I, I where he got his endpoint, I do put credence to. He's right. I mean, the yeah. Cardinals. If they have the first overall pick. I think they will take Caleb Williams. But we have a long way to go before that happens. Something you and I have been adamant for, what, two, three months, and we'll continue to harp on unless new information arises. I just I feel like, though, how they get to that point is going to be one of the more fascinating aspects of the season, right? To your point, do they get the first overall pick through their own? Does Kyler play? Does he look good? Does he not? What's Houston do? But, like, w- the rationale that Greg Cosell had to back it up, I, I didn't buy it's like if you cheated on your homework, right? And they ask you to show your work, you just <laughs> scribble down. Like if I'm, if I'm looking at my buddy's, you know, I, I would say Scantron. If I'm looking at my buddy's <laughs> test and I copy the answer, I get the answer right. But I have to give a rationale of how I got that answer. I, I It would be chicken scratch. I wouldn't be able to give the, everybody would know I'm, I'm full of shit. It's a bunch yeah. of BS. And that's what, what Cosell basically said. He's just, yeah. oh yeah, there's stuff going on there. We hear things. No, Greg, you're, you're pulling things that you hear from national outlets that don't, like Kyler Murray that have an agenda against Kyler Murray based on the fact that, you know, Patrick Peterson said something about him on a podcast or that, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, or Steve Kime ripped him privately just because it would help their own narrative or their own jobs. But for, for me, it's like Kyler Murray again has accomplished more in my opinion than any homegrown quarterback for this franchise. I know, you know, Michael in the chat, I'll be in on K1 when he wins a playoff game. I know Jake Plummer won a playoff game. I, I know that, that we all saw it with our eyes, <laughs> right? Daniel Jones. Yeah, right. It does, uh, one playoff win does not make a great quarterback. I, I think Kyler Murray has shown, and to Greg's point, he admitted this, he's had some really stellar play, like MVP level play, top end stuff, right? And we feel like he can get back to that. We feel like the people that are involved now want to support. We know it. Gannon's all in with K1. But everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth, right? And then if Cardinals get punched in the mouth this season, they're going to have to reassess whether or not it's in their best interest to take Kyler Murray and bring him back in 2024 or to take a quarterback that a lot of people feel like, I mean, it's ironic. Andrew Luck, I think, is up for the Hall of Fame this year. It's 
it's Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence, Caleb Williams-esque. Those guys just don't come around very often. It's like every half decade you get one of these guys. Is, there's no case for Andrew Luck in the Hall of Fame, right? Colin Coward tried to make a case for he him. Wasn't even, he He's never like, made it to a Super Bowl. I think his comment he ever won MVP? was good for four years. Wow. Well, here's what I will say. Colin, Colin made a good point about taking a franchise that otherwise would have been terrible. It's the same thing I would say about Kyler Murray. Kyler yeah. Murray had, had Cliff Kingsbury. From, it was fired from the Big 12, and Kyler Murray took this team and made them respectable, albeit with a losing record his first year, and then should have made the playoffs the next year, made yeah. the playoffs the, the following year. You know, tomorrow is going to be another, you know, Tank Tuesday. We're going to celebrate all things Tank, the fun parts of tanking, like obviously mock drafts and projecting who the Arizona Cardinals could kickstart this rebuild with, right? Yeah. And that's all fun and, and all well and good, right? But what you bring up is, you know, at the end of a brutal season, and you can, we can see some things that are going to be fantastic from the new coaching staff, fantastic from the new front office. But regardless, if, if they go 3-14, and 14, if they go two and fifteen, that's gonna be a brutal. That's gonna be brutal. Seventeen weeks of getting your ass kicked, essentially. Like at the other end of that, like you're right. I mean, there's going to be some tough evaluations and serious, serious conversations from the decision makers of this team to make sure it doesn't happen again. Like, okay, well, we got better in this department, and this was, you know, where we were successful, where the four and thirteen team from the previous season was, and, and we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but obviously it still wasn't, it wasn't a success and they have to go back to the drawing board. And I think that Monty Austin the Cardinals general manager has put himself in a position to pivot any direction he wants to go. When I see, you know, Jalen Blair say one thing, nobody's addresses, you know, the whole Caleb situation is, is bid. Well, is he going to have to sign off on getting rid of Kyler after giving him an extension? Yeah. Hasn't even played it down. I, I disagree. I think that, Bidwell, at least you would hope, is taking his hands off the whole football operations thing and is like, you guys make the decisions that you think is going to get this team going in the right direction. I, you know, is, is, he, is he capable of doing the right thing and in, in stepping back and letting Monty Austin Fort do what he feels is the right move for the organization and, and continue to try to remedy this, this organization that was plagued by Steve Kime for a decade at the GM spot, two decades, you know, being in that facility. Jalen, uh, you just, I think you made the point I'm trying to make indirectly is like they gave extensions. Michael Bidwell gave extensions to, to mm. Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. And the season went so bad. He fired both of them. And unlike Kyler Murray, who I think would be unequivocally available and could, you could get draft picks for Kyler Murray. Assuming things don't become so toxic, he's Carson Wentz, which, again, I, I, I would never put Kyler in that category. A team would trade for Kyler Murray. There, there are teams out here starting Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett, right? <laughs> there are teams out here starting Gardner Mitt. Somebody would take a chance on Kyler Murray. You'd have to eat some dead money. Cliff Kingsbury right now is collecting checks, as Bill Brock put it, last week. Two Every two weeks, he's getting a fat check yeah. to pay for his home that he still has in Paradise Valley. Kime is unemployed. Kime will be paid throughout the length of his contract, all that guaranteed. Michael Bidwell's paying for those contracts. You don't think if they have the first overall pick, he's just going to sit with with Kyler Murray as much as we love K1? If Austin Force says, we have to take this guy, they're going to take him. Of course they are. And they gave themselves flexibility. They cut DeAndre Hopkins before June 1st. So that dead money doesn't affect 2024. Right. They're going to have infinite funds. They're, they can the, do whatever it, they want. It, it's a cap leak. I mean, it's dead money. It's dead to yeah. the cap, right? Uh, but you have you have to account. There's a floor to the cap. Like you can't spend, you know, under forty six million dollars. If the Cardinals trade Kyler Murray, it's just over forty six million dollars in dead money. I mean, they and, and they're going to have money to spend next year. They really are. I mean, we've gone through it, and and we'll go more in depth as as we go through this this rebuild together. But like, they're going to have around eighty million dollars easy to spend in cap money, including Kyler Murray, if they keep him at the $50 million cap pit, or they eat and absorb $46 million in dead cap. It's a great point. Jalen, um, everybody in the chat who would, who would doubt Michael Bidwell trading Kyler Murray, Steve Kine was his best friend. They've been together in the organization for 25 years, and it took a lot. It took a Herculean effort to get him fired, right? We didn't know until the post, what, that final game against the Niners, like, could it really happen? And then it happened, right? Right. Michael Bidwell did not want to pay Kyler Murray and put that clause into his contract in, in hopes that everybody would say, this is too embarrassing. We'll just go year to year. 
Michael Bidwell didn't want to commit big money to Kyler Murray. And if things go south this year, I hope it works out. But if things go south, you don't think Michael Bidwell would pivot off of Kyler Murray? Of course he would. You think he, his his relationship with Kyler Murray, yeah, I would say is is just I, I don't even know what to quantify it. It's fine. It's that's fine. It. That's it. I, I get the skepticism though. I mean, I really do. I mean, after things how things have gone down, but I mean, just just looking at how they got here, and it seems like you know Bidwell's doing the right thing so far and it's been less than a calendar year but that, that what you brought up there as far as the, the contract and the addendum that was put in it like you see it as he didn't want to pay him where i see it is like he wanted to put his stamp on the quarterback contract that nobody put on there weren't, weren't we told by somebody in Indianapolis that they I, they tried to get the here's Cardinals the thing, to- Here's the thing. <laughs> that conversation, I'm a little foggy on that. That was in the wee hours <laughs> in the morning in Indianapolis. I, I The way I read that conversation yeah. was Michael Bidwell put that – Michael Bidwell put that clause in there first and foremost. Yeah. Michael Bidwell did that hoping that Kyler and his management would balk at it and say, we're not going to do this. We'll come down on our price. This is embarrassing. To which Kyler and his people said, "No, we'll sign this. Whatever. This is stupid, right. and it is stupid. And it looked and it made you look dumb, and you have egg on your face now. That's that's how I took that. But regardless, whether you're right, Bo, or I'm right, or in between, it's just Michael Bidwell wanted that clause in there, and I I, I don't know how you look at that anything other than he does not he didn't trust Kyler Murray at the time. Yeah, that came from Michael Bidwell. Or, or is, you know, what my point is, like the rest of the league, they see it and they're like, oh, completely delusional. Like, oh, he's so smart. Like he, he found it out. All this guarantee money, he found it out. What an absolute, what a baller. What a, he, did you know he was, <laughs> he was a, he was a, he was a lawyer before this. Did you know that? Like, I, I just think like he was trying to put his stamp on, you know, something that historically just goes in favor of the player and is like you applaud the the agents for making those deals where the organization would be applauded for oh can man you, look at what can, they did is can you the believe- foresight of this guy can you believe this guy uh i don't know but it's probably more in line with what what you're saying could you believe when that happened and then you fast forward like 18 months later all of them could be gone could yeah. you can you could you even fathom that now the kime and and cliff stuff was ridiculous when they got extended but it didn't prove that they were bulletproof or, or, or uh, you know, couldn't be, couldn't be let go. Of course they could. Uh, Kyler Murray, I believe, is, gives this team the best chance to win moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I also believe he's year to year with this franchise. I just, you just can't, you can't say definitively that he's going to be around past this year until we see how this year plays out. And I think that's why you've got Greg Cosell and everybody else saying, just wait and see if the Cardinals yeah. are terrible and they get that for that first overall pick. Everything's on the table, and at the end of the day, I think they take Caleb Williams. I think that that's a reality for ninety nine point eight percent of the league. Yeah, I mean, outside of like Patrick Mahomes and you know Tom Brady when he was rolling, like it wasn't. It's not. It's not a long. It's a very small list of of players that aren't year to the, realistically year to year. I mean, when you think about the best players and unmovable players over the last five years, like five years ago, and you're like, this guy's not going anywhere. These, this player is entrenched with this organization. He's a building block. And then what do we know? The next offseason, he's dealt, right, for draft picks or he's sent on his way, they, and teams are absorbing dead money. I mean, it, it's just that's how the NFL goes. And I think it, 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 Kyler Murray can do it and get himself back in the good graces of, of his organization, of his fan base. And like, so you're, what you were talking about is it isn't crazy that the team bet on Cliff and they bet on Kime and they knew, and Cliff even said this on his interview with Pat McAfee after he got, he got his extension about Kyler Murray is his, his wagon is essentially hitched to Kyler Murray. And he knows that the success of Kyler Murray, his success is based on Kyler Murray and that him and Kime were going to be fired if if they couldn't find a way forward with Kyler Murray, and then that they were fired anyway. Like they couldn't find a way. They they created such a like the negotiation one from the organization between them and their their franchise quarterback went so wow. far south, was so bad, and the mudsling was so brutal that they couldn't really even. They put Kyler in such a bad light. It's it's really. It's it's a 101 of how not to treat a franchise caliber player. No. 
I'll tell you right now, you'll never be treated at Circle K like that because they've got <laughs> they've got the best snack, beer, <laughs> coffee, premium gas, and not a premium price. You know, I it's other like gas listen, stations maybe they might they might <laughs> the other gas stations may put an addendum in your contract, yeah. but not Circle K. Uh, in all seriousness, loaded up on Circle K snacks uh, over the weekend. Uh, I've enjoyed the weather. The triple digits don't bother me because I'm always hydrated. Thanks to my friends at Circle K, we're so excited here at PHNX to partner with Circle K. And, and make sure if you're not missing out, check out the SMS Subscriber Club. And you might be thinking to yourself, what's that, Johnny? Well, all you have to do is text PHNX to 31310. They're going to hook you up with a 32-ounce Polar Pop full free, buy one, get one style. I was repping this weekend. I dabbled a little bit. I got an unsweetened iced tea, and then I got... Something with caffeine and sugar. I'm not going to say what it was. I was naughty, but I was hanging out at Circle K, <laughs> and they were cool with it. Head to CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's nearest to you, Bo. You won't tell us what uh, sugary soft drink you were you were indulging in? Oh, man. I don't really. Mm, it, you know what? It was a Diet Coke, and I don't, I'm not sorry about it. It was a Diet Coke, which supposedly are worse than Cokes. But it was it was glorious. Like what happened? Like in your upbringing, where you're so shamed on drinking a soda, like because everybody says soda's terrible. Plus, diet's worse than regular. Isn't that true? I mean, yeah, sure. I guess I'm not going to soda shame anybody on this show. If they want to have a nice, cold, refreshing polar pop, they should. Right? And obviously, do anything within reason. I need to be. I don't need to go guzzle. Even though Polar Pops are a great price uh, at Circle K, I don't want you to go guzzle as many pro- Polar Pops as possible. But <laughs> Coney in the chat, currently in Circle K, getting that pop and pop, pop, pop in. <laughs> I, uh, I yeah, it. but I mean, speaking I of which, so I didn't, I, they don't, I, I went to a different, uh, a different gas station over the weekend because they didn't, there was not a Circle K within sight, unfortunately. And uh, they, they did shame me. They, they did. Oh. <laughs> and it was it was unfortunate but circle k they don't they don't treat you like that they don't. uh they don't say that you play too many video games you don't read your playbook they actually say thanks for coming and enjoy your polar pop. i go shopping there they're like john you're a big boy and i'm thank you circle k <laughs> also it would compliment my shady rays that i was sporting all weekend long up there in the mountains up but uh not not a whole lot of shade up there and my uh my eyes they were under attack but no longer because i had my shady rays on my face so did my son so did my wife took advantage of the best deal of the season getting 50 percent off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades it's a world class class product people that we were hanging out with what do you got what are you wearing i, I don't recognize them. they're shady rays they're not you know your boutique brand of sunglasses they're actually legit ones you can get them online or you can check out the store locations we've got the brand new one up Kirlin commons up in north scottsdale see all of their their great sunglasses right there in person try them on for yourself and exclusive for our listeners we're giving away the best deal of that season shadyrays.com use that code phnx get 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses that's the code phnx for 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses find out what people are giving a five-star review more than 250,000 people have given a five-star review and you'll be next because you'll you're going to love these shady rays you get at shadyrays.com um so Bleacher Report may want to stick to the bleachers after this recent Ooh. article here. I don't, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Alex Ballantyne, who's not going to be my Valentine this year, Ooh. put together a piece saying predicting oh. every NFL team's <laughs> biggest bust of 2023. Only I get to pick the bus around here. He went <laughs> he went every team. So it's not specific to our Redbirds here. Uh, for Arizona, it's not Rondell Moore. It's not Isaiah Simmons. It's a different wide receiver. It's Hollywood Brown. Bleacher reports Alex Ballantyne saying that Hollywood Brown, amongst all of the candidates for Arizona, is going to be their biggest bust. And basically goes on to say it was a mistake to give him a first round pick. Didn't match the productivity you would have hoped, blah, blah, blah. I would argue he was probably hampered by quarterback play last year and inconsistent playbook. But I mean, Hollywood Brown, the Cardinals had a lot of problems, Bobrock. Hollywood Brown, in my opinion, ate one of them. He, I think, is going to set himself up to have a nice year and then get a, get a contract of sub substance next, next spring by the Cardinals or somebody else. Mm-hmm. So plus you just assume based on our conversation or about Rondell, like Hollywood Brown stays healthy for 17 games. Like it's gonna be hard for him not to go over a thousand yards, just kind of by default. 
Yeah, there, there's too much on the line for a guy like Hollywood Brown to, to kind of fall yeah. on his face this season. It, it seems like as far as least bustable, probably a guy in, in Marquise Hollywood Brown. And you look at, you know, what the Arizona Cardinals offense could look like. And, and we look at a lot of tape from Cleveland and what they were able to do and the similar concepts and what Amari Cooper was able to do. Uh, in, in the Browns offense where he didn't really have any kind of true complimentary wide receiver in that wide receiver core. And Hollywood Brown could be facing the same situation. And he's also going to be catching passes, not from a, a franchise caliber quarterback to start things. Just like, you know, Amari was last year with Jacoby Brissett, who was their quarterback for the first 11 games before Deshaun Watson showed up. And, you know, what Petsing's offense and what the Browns did in, was it John Costco from PFF that told us, like, they were top five in receivers and, and their ability to get open in the NFL. Yeah. And Hollywood Brown's going to have a lot of wide open space. And if, what we've seen Hollywood Brown's career professionally or collegiately where he's got some wide open spaces quarterbacks find him and get him the ball and he makes big plays i just don't think i think he could have a fine season would that be considered a bust no but not by any means i i think he's one of the least bustable players on this team 100 percent, especially if he stays healthy like is he ever going to live up to the expectation that came with the first round pick no but i don't think so but again, what was the conversation we just had? That's not his fault. He wasn't tra- he wasn't asked to be traded for a first round pick. He was a trending player upward, upward trajectory, hitting a thousand yards with Lamar Jackson and a bunch of players on the scrap. He playing quarterback in a run heavy Greg Roman offense his last year in Baltimore, and he was he was off to a fantastic. He was off to like a fourteen hundred yard start to the season before he missed what six games and then came back and looked productive. I again like. Hollywood Brown, to me, when he's at his best, is a big play receiver that can get you 1,200 yards a season. And the Cardinals don't have anything close to that and need to hang on to those entities when you get them. Now, it's compounded by the fact that, okay, well, he's buddies with Kyler Murray. How will that affect everything? I think it just comes down to does he does he want to play football for the Cardinals or not? Does he want to get paid by the Cardinals or not? I don't think Kyler Murray has anything to do with Hollywood Brown status past 2023. I think that's overplayed again by the national media. If Hollywood Brown continues to buy in, remember he's been at Gannon's presser. He was awesome for, he's been at everything, everything this off season mm-hmm. he's bought in. This is Hollywood Brown has to do what's best for Hollywood Brown. And if that's yeah. the case, Bull Brock, then he'll, then he'll get paid by the Cardinals. I have full confidence in that. They, they're not going to let a, a thousand yard receiver walk through the door in, in his mid twenties when they have all this disposable cash Drew Petsy will say, no, I need this guy. He was good for me. Right. And I, I think Hollywood Brown, to me, of all the pending free agents after this year, has the best chance to stick with the Cardinals, in part because I think his ability is so difficult to emulate. As, as Jose said, you need that yak. He's got mm. yak, explosiveness, and he was, frankly, in my opinion, neutered by Cliff Kingsbury and, and the David Blouse of the world last year. Yeah, it's it's tough, and and I think he can he could certainly he could thrive, and he's he's kind of the most dangerous type of player in this situation. Like when you you see the guys that'll try to grab headlines and sow their representation and force the issue, especially as a former first rounder in a position that's infamously a, a diva position, right? As far as wide receivers go, for him to say the things that he said since the Cardinals did deal twenty third overall pick for him back in 2022 but on draft night uh, and brought him in and people have asked him since you know what's your stance on the contract he's just like I'm, I'm here to win football games and be the best player I can possibly be like he's not he's not going to have a contract negotiation in the media and he's just going to focus on what he can control and I think that those are some of the most dangerous players that are going to – it's going to pay off. He's going to bet on himself and and really be quietly confident in his abilities and, and just know that at the, he will end up getting a, a large payday, whether it's here in the desert or, or it's elsewhere. And I think that that's, that's one of the more, you know, under-the-radar things, and, and you have to appreciate that after seeing some some heavily played-out contract negotiations for this for this organization. Jalen Blair in the chat. Hollywood Brown came to the Cardinals for Kyler. I think what happens with Kyler is bigger than you're making it. He had a chance to maybe end up in Green Bay or Kansas City with who else at, went after him, but he wanted K1. I don't disagree that he wanted to play with Kyler Murray, but he went to to everybody in Baltimore, their front office, and, and John Harbaugh in February of, of 2021 said, I don't want to play here anymore. Mm. Your offense is too run heavy, 
And I'm sure he looked at Cliff's offense and is like, well, Amar, I've got DeAndre Hopkins and there's four wide and I can I can get numbers. Uh, I don't have to get double covered. I can go against number two, three cornerbacks. It'll set me up for a payday. Get to play with my best friend. I'm sure that was enticing, but he's already mm-hmm. used that chip of like, I want to be traded. And until he starts having productive seasons again in terms of a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns, like I think he's just he's looking for a payday. I know that's what he wants. He wants yeah. to be set up. He has not had that big bite at the apple yet. And I, I I do realistically think it could come from Arizona. I know that, you know, we've got some folks in the chat, Jean-Paul Edwards saying it's it's hard to know what Monty will do, and I agree with that. The Cardinals let a lot of good players walk through the door this year. Not great players, but good players. Byron and Zach Allen. I mean, I, I do think he's, he's one of the holdovers that could stick just based on the fact that plays a premium position. And what's what's what happens if Michael Wilson gets hurt and he doesn't pop and Rondell's mm-hmm. Rondell? I mean, you got to have people at these positions. You can't go in the next offseason remaking your receiving core again. Right. And, and I think that it's one of a, a better situation with the the organization needs Hollywood Brown to, to have a strong season. And, and Hollywood yeah. Brown needs the organization to put him in a, in a position to be successful. And I think there's an understanding there. Uh, and, and then we'll, we'll see. I mean, I, I like that this regime isn't going to be where the previous regime was is like, well, we're going to get Hollywood Brown because he's friends with Kyler Murray. Like they'll, they'll take that in consideration, but that doesn't play a part in whether or not money Osfort wants to sign him to uh, a big, big, huge contract. I think Hollywood Brown could catch passes from Caleb Williams. I think he'd be okay with that. If he's making <laughs> $17 million a year, I think he'd be just fine with that. Uh, I'm just fine. Um, not catching passes, but uh, catching taco bowls from my friends at Illegal Pete's Bowl, Brock. Happy hour specials on the regular. This episode of PHNX Cardinals is brought to you by our friends at Illegal Pete's. One of my favorite parts, Bull Brock, of moving to the East Valley is I get mm-hmm. to dine at Illegal Pete's on the reg. It's patio season, which means patio beers. Hello. Best margarita, hands down, that I've had since I've been in Arizona. They've got, again, bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, whatever you want. Happy hour, 3 to 8 p.m. daily. Every day, you're going to be hooked up with those premium uh, apps and, and meals at not a premium price, 3 to 8. And kick off your week with Margarita Monday at Illegal Pete's exclusive though to the arizona locations how about this three dollar marks all day every monday that's today make sure you got a designated driver those things are <laughs> great but they are deadly nothing brightens up that monday mood. not deadly more yeah the, the <laughs> monday mood soaking up that sun with a few marks and don't forget about taco tuesdays two dollars uh tacos every single tuesday enjoy your favorite chicken pork and veggie tacos for just two bucks swing by and start your week off right uh, in all seriousness, um, we've had so many uh, great outings at Illegal Pete's. One of my favorite places to just get a big bowl of chips, big bowl of nachos, yeah. watch a sporting event, have a margarita. They've got so many to pick from. Uh, yeah, it's one of my new favorite fixtures in the Valley since I've moved here. Yeah, it's great. Head over there, get a couple marks tonight. Obviously, not where you're knocking on death's door. Drink responsibly in this situation. You ever heard that term? Especially when they're mixed up like that. I mean, Illegal Pete's knows their way around a margarita. It's fantastic. And then Taco Tuesday. It's cliche everywhere else, but they they do it right over at Illegal Pete's. Check out all their Valley locations. We love them, and uh, it's the, the best way to start your week, no doubt about it. So is... Every day, every day of the week is a great time to go check out gophnx.com. Become a diehard today. As Johnny mentioned, we're 15 days away from the Arizona Cardinals reporting to training camp vets, rookies alike. Jonathan Gannon's first training camp, and you're going to hear all the sights, all the sounds, everything you want from Arizona Cardinals training camp from us. You got to become a member and get that, uh, get into the exclusive member discord because we're going to be dropping little nuggets in there all day long. The Cardinals chat's going to continue as it does during our show, but it's going to continue all around the clock, but you can only get access to it by becoming a diehard today. Also, you can get, uh, perks at illegal Pete's at some of our great partnerships like Dobson ranch golf course. Don't miss out on any of that. Become a diehard today and get access to the full site, including Howard Balzer's great work covering this team. Uh, go phnx.com and you get uh, gear from the phnx locker as well phnxlocker.com absolutely love to see it love to see all of you like this video subscribe to phnx cardinals wherever you get your podcast we are slowly approaching quickly the uh, 15,000 subscriber mark on 
YouTube. So subscribe to PHNX Sports wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, it, it just feels like a tidal wave of news, content, and information is coming from PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. In the meantime, again, check out the phenomenal work of our many talented peers, Gerald Borgay, Saul Bookman, Lindsey, Espo, Shane, Michaela. Everybody's doing a great job covering the uh, NBA Summer League. Such good insight. Bradley Beal's in the house, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, all that insight and more. And it's our turn, Mr. Bobrock, right around the corner. The good vibes. They were rolling. They were immaculate on Friday. I cannot wait to see all of you every single football Sunday at BetMGM at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Again, if you're on your fence, you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I want to buy tickets this year. I opted for no season tickets. You can come hang out with Bo and I every single football Sunday full free with our friends at BetMGM. You will not be sorry that you did. In the meantime, like this video, subscribe. We are back on a Tank Tuesday manana. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you then.